Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. John, what's going on? What up, everybody? <laughs> what up? Oh, man. I'm a dummy. Oh, man, I can be a dummy. Uh, Finding Ryan asks, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, having a good laugh at myself because um, I'm a dummy. Um, I, uh, I, I, I uh, didn't realize that I started the show at 5 today. And we have a special guest today, uh, Sebastian, for episode 136. What's going on, Paul? Uh, uh, we have a special guest for today's show. I guess I got too excited for today's show guest that I started the show a whole hour early. And uh, we we basically had an entire one-hour episode of Quincy Talks uh, waiting on our guest of honor. But we, we weren't necessarily waiting on our guest of honor. We were waiting on Quincy to realize that he started the show uh <laughs> too too early so uh what's going on joe jackson good to see you uh we will we will uh wait on our guest of honor tonight uh sebastian elney to join in for today's episode what's going on sage uh uh here and we will we will have a a, a classic uh msl episode with sebastian and um, get a bit of good background and understanding of his uh, of his journey. Yeah, Quincy in his own head, exactly. We, we, you guys want to know and understand what what getting in your own head looks like? You can go watch the whole episode that just I just posted to the the channel of an hour of me uh, of it taking me an hour to talk through and think through and see how I. Uh, I made a mistake and I'm even when I'm thinking back to you, even when I'm thinking back to you, the community was even trying to give me a uh, heads up. They said, Oh, starting early. I was thinking like, Oh, there's start you, what you're starting early on your process to, to join your new team or something like that. I wasn't making the connection. Uh, so as you can see the times in which you can get in your own head and uh, uh, not see your own mistakes sitting right in front of your face. Uh, but developing a process uh, of design thinking so you can think your way through your and see your own mistakes. Because if, if some people aren't going to point them out to you so that you can learn and understand and learn from them, because if the game at the professional level is 
uh, outthink you, outsmart you, why would they want to show you how and where you make your mistake? That might be how they make their money, uh, how they make the roster, how they make the field while you might be sitting on the sidelines wondering and trying to figure out how to get back in the game. So, Joe, you're right. Paul is right. <laughs> um, let's see. So hopefully now we're waiting on Sebastian. Yo, uh, Paul, like I think I had said it in the previous episode, I'm not able to send the message from my phone. <laughs> Could you shoot a message to um, Sebastian and let him know we're good to go? He should be able to join the live. Shannon, what's happening? Uh, John said, just got to Orange County. Game here on Saturday. Nice. How's all that been going, man? Uh, ben Jammin joining. What's going on? Her crazy king. Welcome. Said hello. Hi. How are you doing? Now, while we're actually waiting on our, uh, on our show guests, to arrive and not Quincy to realize that he joined an hour early. Um, how's everybody doing? Uh, where are you at? Where are you, where are you tuning in from? And uh, if you've got any questions for Sebastian, um, make sure you drop them in the, the question box. So we've got them ready to go. Once he, once he joins in, uh, Joe said uh, he's in the car coming back from an away game. Nice. Nice. Yeah, the last episode, the the pre-show show was a decent one. There's some really great questions that came in from the audience uh, for those who tended in early. So, um, yeah, that that'll be a good one. I'm I'm glad we had that uh, that episode. I got to think through a couple of things and better reflect on where we're at in the process, what's been going on, and a lot of the positive stuff I've been seeing happen. And uh, with all of that, Sebastian has now uh, joined in, so we will we will get the show on the road. Yo, what's going on, Sebastian? Hello, yo, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we're in. What's going okay. on? <laughs> I don't know. I I think you heard me there at the end. There, I uh, I've been doing the show. So I've been doing the show 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, live every Thursday on the Perfect Soccer Institute, and. Uh, this is the first day I started the show at five o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So we're on the so we're on our road trip up here in uh, Tacoma. Yeah, I realize I'm not an hour ahead. Yeah, so yeah. I get that all mixed up. But um, I'm excited to have you, man. Uh, let me. I'll, I'll kick off with our intro. It's a it's a long one, but it's context for everything, especially for those who uh, might not uh, be aware of the show and what we've been doing here now uh, with episode one. 37 or 136 right I think we're at 136. so um we'll get into that i'll give a little bit of intro your background the bio that you had shared with us and then we can kind of just jump in uh should be a good one um and hello to everybody who's joining in you got questions for sebastian make sure you drop them in the the question box here but uh what is up everyone welcome to another episode of the hashtag ask a soccer pro show episode 136 host 13-year pro, MLS year, UC Davis Hall of Fame member, Black Players for Change founder, NFT collector, a.k.a. the first pro soccer player in the metaverse, current Oakland Roots forward and MSL coach, Quincy Ameriqua. What is MSL? You might be asking yourself. Well, that's what we're here to discuss. Down every Thursday, 6 p.m. 9 p.m. Live here on the Perfect Soccer Instagram account. Full strength, 
league. Uh, I'm in your head. For those of you who are down in the MSL, drop the mind in your head emoji uh, in the in the community chat there. And for those of you who are just now tuning into this hashtag frequency, it is a game, a mental 4D chess, one where you're aware of an active participant or you are a common game already getting played. Simply put, the MSL is the mindset you need to accomplish your goal. Why should you have this mindset so you can learn how to learn? Why learn how to learn so you know how and when? You are stopping yourself from achieving your goals and what to do about it. And when does this mindset start? The moment you decide to take personal responsibility for where you are, even if where you are isn't your fault, you can put forth a plan to learn what you need to do to continue forward. So if you guys are ready for today's for today's episode, I'm seeing Ben drop an I'm in your head emojis there. Uh, I'm going to need to spam that heart button uh, because I'm very excited for today's guest. Um, and introduce yeah. So while everybody dropping your questions, spam that heart button. I'd love to give uh, Sebastian. Is it Elmi? I want to make sure I'm saying your last name right. Yeah, Elmi. Elmi, Elmi. like that. Perfect. Got it. So Sebastian Elmi. So Sebastian um, grew up in the United States national team as a regular for the you under 15 and under 23s before eventually committing to the University of Maryland. Uh, he came away with a criminal, criminology degree and a national championship during his last week on campus. Uh, currently, he's the founder and creative director of Serendipity, a clothing brand. And I want to definitely get into that because uh, the episode you're on with the Perfect Soccer Podcast, right? Uh, he's also the co-founder of Determined to Grind, a mentorship program, and uh, finishing up his third season of professional soccer with Hartford Atlantic and recently made international debut with Hayden. Um, he spent the prior two seasons with New York Red Bulls, too. Um, and uh, Sebastian is currently striving daily to develop as a human, whether that means physically, mentally, or emotionally. Uh, these days, he spends most of his time on the field working on a clothing brand and researching streetwear culture. He hopes to serve as a role model to the next generation, that anything is possible, and to not have any fear of the unknown. Yes, sir. Let's get into it. Yes, I love I love that. I'm I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show, man. And uh, I'm loving I'm loving the the bio, the background, what you're working on, how you're approaching it, how you're leveraging your time to also build something for yourself off the field. And I'd love to kind of touch into touch into all those aspects. Uh, I think a great place to start would be for those who haven't had an opportunity to listen. Uh, Sebastian was episode 36 of the Perfect Soccer Podcast uh, with our with our host Paul of PG Sports, right? And uh, that's a dope episode. It kind of tells uh, your story, your background of how you guys got to ultimately uh, your birth in the was it the the NC2A championship, but also eventually go on to win to win that. So uh, for those of you who don't know that story or haven't seen that make sure you go check out that episode what we will really be diving into today here is, uh, sebastian your mentality uh, your approach to the game on the field and how that has uh, led itself to be successful um i think uh, you know, success isn't the same for everybody but there are patterns obviously right. and um, in your quincy questions in your episode you attributed your success uh, and you answered it very quickly and swiftly with uh, work ethic, um, and uh, and you attributed a mistake that you believe many pros are making is selfishness. 
right? And I thought those were two very interesting uh, points that you had made at that time. And, uh, and I wanted to kind of dive, dive into those aspects of, uh, of where you're at as a player um, and what you've been learning and what you've been learning and how that's applying to your, um, to your uh, creative director position and founder yep. of activity. So um, I know I said a lot. I know I shared a lot of said a lot of context for some stuff. But uh, how, how how would you describe? Um, yeah, where would you where would you want to jump into? Or where where would you want to start? How would you want to break it down? How would you? break down your approach, what it is that you bring to the game, the value that you provide and, and why you believe yourself to be successful and, and, and more so why you feel, or I believe that you would be a very valuable asset to any organization um, who would be interested in bringing you on board. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I, we, I guess in the last episode we already did the, you know, the background and how I kind of came up through the game. Um, just a quick, quick summary of it was, uh, started off playing soccer when I was four. Um, played like in recreational leagues and whatnot until the ages of maybe 13, 14 is when I started taking it a bit more seriously and hopped into club and travel soccer and whatnot. And then within a year of changing clubs, um, I got my youth national team call up. And that was a pretty consistent call up um, all the way until, so all the way until college and even after college. Um, and that did a lot for me. Um, my freshman year of high school was at American Heritage in Palm Beach. And then my sophomore year, I got invited to residency with the under-17 national team, where um, we stayed, lived, ate there for a year, um, ended up going to World Cup qualifiers, ended up not qualifying. But um, definitely a big experience for me, moving out of the house at 14, 15. And then the year after that, I decided to come back home, and I went to Boca High with some of my best friends and played for a year there. And then my senior year, I went to the Philadelphia Union Academy. Um, and that's where I graduated. At, that's where I committed to the University of Maryland. Uh, that Maryland for three and a half years, uh, yeah, four seasons. Um, ended off with the national championship and a degree. Is everything I could have asked for? Yeah. Everything I was looking for in school. I mean, I love College Park. Anyone that knows me knows that. Um, yeah, I love College Park in Palm Beach and then from there, went undrafted. <laughs> from there, I went undrafted. Um, went undrafted, ended up getting called from the Red Bulls about 30 minutes after. Um, 30 minutes after the draft, went up there for trial, and then from there, uh, signed. Stayed there for two years, and now I'm with Hartford Athletic. See, everyone's going crazy in the comments now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, everyone. Yeah, I'm loving that. The GOAT. He's here. Look, <laughs> man, I like that. I love that. <laughs> no, that's all the gang. Uh, I've definitely developed a lot of friendships and relationships throughout the time that I can't replace and that, you know, gone forever. Forever. No, I love, okay, I love that. And I appreciate that context and setting that frame, that framework because I, I think there's a lot of positives that come from many of the negative experiences you've had from a, from a soccer lens, right? Yeah. Uh, so First, I want I want to I kind of want to jump into the decision uh, the decision to go the college route, right? Yeah. What what ultimately led 
lent itself to you deciding to, hey, I want to go the college route, get a degree, and play, as opposed to just go directly into the pro game? For me, um, at the time, it was definitely a different landscape in terms of, you know, kids these days, uh, opportunities for them when they sign professional are much different than they were back in, way back in the day when I was going through high school. Um, uh, for me, I knew that I wanted to go to college, even if it was just for a year, just uh, experience it, just because I knew that experience was once in a lifetime. Um, and my mom actually was uh, really big in school, big and a former principal and whatnot and so yeah for her so <laughs> came past that and kind of convinced her that I wasn't going to go to school it was going to be a whole other thing and I wanted to I always wanted to and I knew I wanted to and when I stepped foot on campus at University of Maryland I knew that's where I wanted to be and so from there it was easy to make my decision Got it. No, I, okay I love that so knowing what you know now and where you're at just currently in the process um, you you ended up going for uh, three and a half years, right? So you saw through. So it wasn't just one year. Yeah. Uh, that maybe it could be one and one and done, one and move on. But uh, it ended up going into three years. You won a championship, and most importantly, you got free from from that experience, right? So, uh, okay. So what I speak to a lot of the platform is, look, you can do both. You can play soccer. You can enjoy yourself. You can have fun, but you can also set yourself up for future success, right? Going yeah. to college provides you value beyond soccer in the sense of the, the community, the connections, the relationships you have, because you can tap into that later in life. So I see many of the cam and, and uh, orders and stuff joining in and going crazy and stuff. That's, that's amazing to see. Uh, um, when, you, when you look at the college experience and, and also look at not getting drafted right so let i want to let's let's jump into that and i would like to kind of bring those together as to those experiences shape how you make those decisions right um uh, i'm sure your mom being a principal had heavy influence on why if you wanted to go straight to pro uh that's not happening right yeah so we got to go to first uh, i have very similar with my father background and my mother right they're my father doing my career culturally there's a strong influence so when you have the national championship uh season and you have that career and you enter the draft and you want yourself getting drafted are you expecting that you get drafted do you think that you should are you angry frustrated is it a surprise like you add at that point so i would say it was between december December 2018 and January 2019 is when all those events kind of occurred. And okay. so we won December 9th. And then I think from there, uh, well, the next week we had finals. So I always tell everyone that was the, it was the best slash worst week of my life just because of how much school we had missed and, you know, trying to finish it up. And, you know, I was kind of teetering on the line of in a few classes. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, just a struggle of, getting all that worked out and talking to my teachers and getting them to, you know, understand the situation I was in and what I was going through at the time was enough on itself. And so we went December 9th, uh, came back to College Park, finished up exams, walked the stage, and then um, got the combine 
I got an invite to the combine beginning of January, maybe like January 3rd. Okay. And so, you know, I just came off college season, kind of no rest. You know, season went late, thankfully, and kind of went back home, had to unpack out my apartment that I'd been at for the last three years, moved back home, um, moved back home, and then went to the combine, and then two days after the combine, so maybe January 10th, so really within a month, in a month span, all this had happened. I say around January 10th was a draft. And going into the draft, I was, uh, I was definitely unsure about what was going to happen. And, you know, it was a new, I'd say a new step and uh, something I've been wanting my whole life. But I never really wanted to be necessarily drafted, just become professional. And so I know, no matter how that was going to happen, that was, you know, it was going to happen. Yep. And so the first two days, first two days, or the first day of the draft, um, the first two rounds happened. And then you had to wait a day. And then two days later, the third and fourth round happened. And the first and second round happened. Um, I was obviously let down. I was just thinking, you know, whatever's left is left. And then from there, when the third round was going, I remember when the third round was going on, I just had a feeling. Sometimes you just know. Yeah. I had a feeling. I was just like, this isn't right. It's not about to happen. Um, and then um, my story about that on that day or – like the that hour after, I I was with my sister, who I love so much, <laughs> big fan. Um, mm-hmm. I was just, literally just alone with my sister. Um, we she asked, she saw I was obviously down, and she asked if I wanted to take a drive. So I said sure. We hopped in the car, I'm in the car for like 15 minutes, and maybe yeah, 15 minutes later, I I told her I want to go back, and I just want to go train, I just want to go kick a ball around, just because like I knew that was was gonna kind of. Um, alleviate whatever was running through my mind and all anxiety, whatever. I just want to go kick around and be fine. Um, and so when we got back to the apartment, that's when I got a call. Literally, like, as soon as I walked back to my room, I got a call and it was from New Jersey. And, like, it's one of those things, again, where you just kind of know. And I kind of already saw what was about to happen before it was happening. Like, I already heard the phone call before I picked up and picked up the call. Um, it was a uh, director of ops invited me to a trial with Red Bulls too, and all that. And from there, I already knew I was like, All right, I'm gonna be a Red Bull. Like, I'm gonna go up there. They're gonna sign me. That's it. There's no other option. <laughs> Love um, that. Yeah, I came up. I actually headed back up. Um, when I came up, I brought I brought bags, like ready to move in. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I ended up being with them for maybe like three weeks, three, four weeks, and ended up getting a contract and signing and, yes, starting my career off there. Okay. I, okay. I lo- okay. I love that. Okay. I love that from multiple angles, right? Uh, the conviction and belief that you're showing up. Someone might say, oh, yo, shout out to uh, Chris Adoy joining in. Uh, same with some uh, It's a... I love that confidence. Some might say arrogance. What are you doing I'm here? Your bags packed and all this. But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Red Bull. Yeah. We're just, everything else is a formality. Because I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm committed. Yeah. I, know I'm, I know I'm good and I know what it takes. And if I don't know what it takes, I know I'm going to take whatever I need to do to make it happen. Yeah, somewhere else. <laughs> okay. I, okay, I love that. Now, um, uh, I think I've, I've mentioned this before. Fun fact, I was technically uh, a Red Bull for two weeks uh, before, yeah. officially for a day before then I traded to Toronto. So uh, that 
it was a great experience. Uh, <laughs> I had a great experience there. I was only there in, with New York with the Red Bulls for about two weeks. Uh, that was the time when Henri was there. Uh, shout out Andre Akbon, right, a uh, former Colorado Rapids guy, as well too. And uh, I really enjoyed the the environment there. Like I was only there two weeks, but it felt like I was there for two years to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so what was uh, you? So you spent two years there. Uh, mm -hmm. How did you How did you enjoy that experience? What What did you take away from that? And um, what have you What did you take from that that has that you feel has been a positive that you brought to to your club? Um. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed my experience there. Um, from what I would take away, I would say that um, I would say the obviously the the main thing about Red Bull is the press, and they kind of live and die by the press. Yes. And my coach was kind of the coach there. We're kind of compared to you know how you're supposed to live life. You know, at the time it kind of sounded a little wild, but you know, looking back, it kind of makes sense. And you know, just kind of living life with that aggressive approach and that front foot approach, and trying to get after it. So I take that away. Um, you know, being a, I guess a New York athlete, quote unquote, yep. definitely had its perks as well too. I enjoyed, you know, how the city embraced, or the cities, I guess, embraced their athletes and you know, how we felt, you know, kind of going out and when people would ask you or, you know, ask around and have a conversation and the respect that they had for their athletes is definitely something that, you know, I didn't take for granted. Dope. Okay. So, so let's, let's kind of like zoom out, right? Bigger, bigger vision goals. What, what is the next thing where you're You've already got your bags packed. You're saying, hey, it's just a matter of time before I'm at this next place. What does that look like for you? Like, uh, yeah, as a player, what does that look like for you? Um, I'd say next step is just trying to break into the league. Break into the league and then go see where it goes from there, whether that be overseas or anywhere. Just, you know, break into the league is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. It's something that I'm working on doing now. Okay, so one thing we speak to a lot on the three S's of self-awareness, right? So it's a design method of thinking of, you know, in the professional sports world, at the end of the day, you're on your own, right, to make it happen, right? Uh, you're the one who, if you get on the field, you're the one who has to execute. You got to score the goal. You got to secure the ball. You got to lay it off. You got to make the rush. All those things, right? And, um, Typically, most pro athletes, they're their own biggest critic, right? So, so for, for you and where you're at, what do you feel is the thing that you're needing to improve on or, or missing that will get you to that next level? For me, I think, well, I've definitely been, um, I've been diving more into the mental side of the game okay. in terms of mentally – you know, playing and just mentally off the field as well, just that mental health aspect and dealing with that. And, you know, when people are at their happiest, they can, you know, play their best, perform their best no matter what they do. And when you're not, you're not. And so it's working on that. <laughs> What's up, Jordan? Everyone's going crazy in the comments. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Those are positive signs, bro. <laughs> okay, so... So... Hearing that makes me go, makes me think. Okay, you didn't necessarily invest or think that 
the mental side of the game had as much of an impact or influence as, as you do now. Would that be accurate? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so why do you kind of why do you think that's the case? Like, what what makes you ignore that aspect of the game? I think it's easy to get wrapped up in just life things before soccer, football, just in life. You'll get wrapped up with small conveniences and whatnot, and then from there, hand throws you off all mentally, and then you're not you're at your best self. And so for me, just focusing on you know being my best self, taking care of myself, doing my thing. And then, you know, have that translate onto the field. Got Okay, got it, got it, got it. All right. So, let's see. So, let's uh, pivot because I'm not going to keep growing you. I like, I like this. This is dope. I like, uh, I like your open, transparent, honest nature, right? Trying to, like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm focused on. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm learning. Uh, I, I believe in myself. I know what I know, but I'm also the idea that I don't know everything and I can learn, right? Those are, those are very valuable aspects of, of a player um, that I think aren't necessarily measured in stats, right, on the, at, the end of the, at the end of the day. And something that I like to really spend my time speaking to in these conversations and on, this, uh, on our platform, right? So I, I appreciate, I appreciate the, uh, your openness, man. Um, we've got a question that came in um, here, and I don't know if I'll be able to get the whole answer here. Can't fit in the answers. Okay. Oh, no. So the question is some of the statements, right? I'm going crazy. Uh, Sebastian is a lethal weapon on the field because of his size, speed, and most importantly, his technical ability. Uh, he can fit any system if used properly. Okay, that's not that's not a question. That's just a statement. <laughs> I like that. That's love. <laughs> like that? Okay. Um, uh, what what aspect of your game do you you value most? What what aspect of your game are you most confident in? Um, for me, I think it's my touch. You know, technical ability. I feel like that's what um, you know, players that play with me. I think that's something that kind of gets overlooked, just because of my size and speed. But I think you know, touch is the most important thing, and. You know, kind of just going around. If you're going to go kick around with the boys, like, it's the most important thing. You know, growing up, my boys wouldn't let me <laughs> wouldn't let me dare have a bad touch. And so, you know, I definitely put a lot of trust in my touch. Okay, I love that. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, so in so in the – so if you go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash free access, right, there you're able to create yourself a free Perfect Soccer team membership account. In there, you'll get access to the Perfect Soccer Player player Blueprint, Master the Nine Keys to Soccer Success. And one of the keys to soccer success is first touch, right? Uh, and uh, first, first touch ball control, that, that is the most important key and aspect of the game, right? That's that's what creates you time and space on the field. That's what gives you opportunities to, to, create, uh, to, to create as many opportunities and, um, and options for yourself on the field. Um, what are some things that you've been you've done to really hone in on that aspect of the game? Yeah, growing up, it was just wall ball, wall ball every day. Coming back from school, banging the wall, <laughs> banging the ball against the wall until my mom would come outside and tell me to come inside. Um, yeah, just repeatedly over and over and over again until I get tired of it. Just shooting the ball against the wall, trying to control it, and then from there, just developed, developed until until I guess what it is today. Okay, I love. Okay, I love that. Um, 
So for context, uh, one of the episodes, uh, or one of the uh, for Ross Bo, uh, former teammate of right, uh, an original uh, originator of the first platform, uh, wrote the first books with me, right, and did a did a series called One Skill One Drill, and a lot of the skills drills that Ross did were very very simple and uh, almost the same drills every single week, right? One of those was the ball in the wall. Yeah. A lot of players think that it's got to be a bunch of technical, technically advanced 30, you know, cones on the field and sticks and all that. And uh, no, it's simple things. Do the simple things well and keep those things hours and hours on end, right? And one thing that we really speak to, a lot of people say they want to be broke because it's easy to say that you want to be pro. Mm -hmm. But uh, most pros will have a similar uh, story or, or outcome as you, which is no one had to tell me to go and train and to practice and to do extra. Definitely. Yeah, people had to tell me to stop. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, from a professional perspective and lens, when we get to a certain level, that means most of the guys that we're in competition with had that similar background right mm -hmm. so all good maybe some of us have a little bit better touch than others but not too much differentiates us, right so you have to learn a new aspect of um and i think one of those aspects that differentiates you can, is mentality because right? not they are focused on developing that as they are developing the first time right? Definitely. um i i kind of set that context with um the uh, your perfect soccer podcast episode, episode 36, right? Uh, Paul, Paul had asked you, what is something that most people believe is true that you believe isn't? Uh, you'd said, let me pass and get back to that. Mm -hmm. Paul moved on to the other ones. And, but Paul, hey, I'm, hold, I'm, I'm holding you accountable now, self, uh, self one. He forgot to come back around to you <laughs> with an answer to that question, right? So, wow. I, I wanted to throw that one out to you and, uh, See, see what you're thinking. Oh, there you go. I think your club joined in, saying what's up. Um, and P and P S E A G S twenty joined in, say what's up, Seth. Going on. Uh, let's see. Okay, so, so again, so what is something that most people believe is true that you believe isn't? Something that most people believe is true that I do not think. It's true, huh? <laughs> yes. It definitely stumped me the first time. Um, <laughs> I guess a lot has happened since then. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I still don't have anything. Something that most people think is true, but I do not. Yep. I don't know. Maybe if I got, like, examples or something. Uh, okay. So then, <laughs> all right. Okay, that's fine. So we'll come. So the mental aspect of the game, right? So we think of it from a, a lens of if you get stuck on the field, right? You ran out of ideas, or you're in the corner and you can't. You don't see any options. How do you think outside the box? That's a, a process, right? Mm -hmm. so that's a skill set that you have to develop over time. How do you develop the skill set of thinking outside the box? So. So I'll set that context for there, and we'll move to the other aspect, and we'll come, we'll circle back, right? So uh, one of the uh, the the other question that Paul had followed up with on you is, 
what would you move forward with, right? If uh, if you weren't scared of or worried about it going wrong, and you had said that you would dive into the fashion world more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I should have went back and uh, yeah. 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 yeah maybe go back and re-listen to the whole <laughs> of yourself and the answers to that, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's why I, I said I'm excited to kind of jump into. Uh, it looks like since that time you became right the co-founder and creative director of Serendipity, right? Your clothing, and you said you spent a lot of more time doing research into uh, streetwear culture and and that. So um, maybe speak a little bit more to that as to that experience and what what you've kind of been doing in that in that realm from, uh, since that initial interview. Yeah, no doubt. So I guess since that episode. Um... Since that episode, I, I guess I had off season, and then South Hartford, um, and when I got to Hartford, uh, you know, I was definitely thinking about it more. You know, definitely in the off season with my time, I was thinking about you know starting something or starting a line more. And then when I got to Hartford, I was thinking about still continuing that, and I hadn't really had anything concrete yet, but I had a bunch of ideas. And then I would say I got when I was injured, I was injured for a bit in the earlier part of the season. Mm-hmm. And so I really, like, I mean, regularly we have a lot of off time on our yeah. hands, but then I, I wasn't playing. So I didn't have the same, you know, the same tiredness or same uh, fatigue as I would if I was playing. And so I had a lot of energy now and a lot of time on my hands. And so that's when I really started to delve into it and tell myself that I really wanted to begin something and, you know, start and like release it out there. And so I, um, yeah, so I released it June 26th, and so now we're getting close to four months, I believe. And okay. I've learned a lot through the process. And, you know, the thing that kind of, when I look back, the thing that kind of stopped me from doing it, you know, before or back in college was kind of that fear of the unknown. And I didn't really have, you know, I have no prior fashion training. My degree's not in, <laughs> my degree's in criminology. Yes. Um, you know, but I decided to kind of just take that leap of faith. And once I took that leap, you know, I kind of learned as everything went on, you know, in terms of social media and, you know, branding and whatever apparel, whatever it is, I try to learn as it goes and still am and absorbing everything I can. Love that. Uh, G-T-I-N-Z-Z said, <laughs> that has, he hasn't given me any merch yet. Hey, have you purchased any? Take pre-order, huh? <laughs> then Mohan maybe a hundred, two hundred bucks, and I'm sure that merch is gonna is gonna slap your uh, your mailbox. Right. Uh, what's your uh, so? What's your flagship? What's your main focus? Like, what what are you most passionate about when it comes to fashion? Um, for me, um, I think I kind of I'm also I'm also using the brand as a creative outlet. Okay. Kind of release ideas, and for me, I wouldn't. You know, everything that I release is something that's in my closet probably a lot of times. Like it's a lot of you know simple minimalist items that I wear, such as you know a lot of black shirts, a lot of black hoodies, white shirts. Um, you know, just kind of clean and simple. Um, with a certain fit, it's just kind of literally just things straight out of my closet. And so, for me, uh, in terms of the fashion side and then in terms of the the meaning behind the the word or the brand serendipity is you know kind of stumbling upon um happiness in terms of you know 
finding it organically and not uh, looking for it in artificial ways, such as we have in, you know, all around us in society. Um, if you ask, you know, and just like optimism, if you ask anyone kind of close to me, they know I'm a pretty optimistic person. You know, if the odds are one in a hundred, I still like my odds. And so, you know, that kind of applies, you know, on the field and in real life. And so, yeah, I'd say that's pretty, Okay. That's, uh, wrap it up. No, okay. I like that. Uh, I like that. Even if my chances are one in a hundred, I like my odds. Yeah. That could be a t-shirt. <laughs> I might work on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, this even making me think of, this making me think of, uh, yeah, ways in which I like the simplicity, right? And the optimism and, but most importantly, I like the foundation that it's all built on work ethic and hard work. Right, like Definitely. serendipity happens, but not without commitment, dedication, and hard work behind it. <laughs> so that's what organic, at least for me, when I hear that, that's what organic means. Yeah. Right. Like, um, no, that's dope, man. It's making me think of plenty. I'm an ideas guy as well, too. Right. So yeah. my mind is going in multiple directions of ways in which. Uh, to make connections or, or learn or share ideas and collaborate. Um, what is, what is something you've found to be kind of like frustrating or difficult about the process? And, and then what's something that you felt is, well, it sounds like you kind of shared that with, it's more of a creative outlet to read, to get to ideas and stuff. Right. But it seems like this is also something you're trying to make into a, into a business. Is that, is that a goal of yours or where are you at with that? Yeah, definitely turn to, uh, you know, a lifestyle brand and just kind of, yeah, just grow, just grow as it goes. Um, and sorry, what did you ask before that? Oh, so, um, so I, I guess what I'm saying is you, you kind of answered the question with what it is to you from a creative outlet perspective, mm -hmm. right? But my first was saying, well, is this a business that you're wanting to is this more a business aspect that you're wanting to kind of build from it as well too? And if so, obviously that comes with other like things you've got to learn. So you, you kind of touch on the social media, the brand, the marketing kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And you also have like project management and manufacturing, quality control, yeah. customer support and service and stuff. Are those things that you are, you're thinking about, you're working on, or is that more something that, you you'll get to later like how are you kind of approaching approaching how you're building your business for me um yeah for me i'm kind of i'm taking it day by day definitely um i like the i would like it to be something kind of a such as brands such as like kith or you know stone island that are, you know clothing brands but they also have much bigger meanings and bigger outlets that they reach out to um and then in terms of things that I wasn't expecting are, you know, are a bit more difficult than I expected is definitely the, I'd say the quality control, manufacturing, you know, it's my first uh, kind of entrepreneurial venture. Okay. And so from what I've heard and what I've taken from mentors and whatnot, they told me that, you know, nothing ever goes right. And it's hard to really understand that until you go through it. And so, uh, like, yeah. I, like still to this day, I haven't got a shipment of shirts that have been perfect. <laughs> you know, every time I've had to go back and go into the 
go into the emails and email whatever support and all that. But you know, it's part of the process. And I think a big part of a, a big part of everything is just kind of enjoying the process. You know, on the field, off the field. Um, I have a lot of examples that kind of tie into you know serendipity and you know believing that if you put in that hard work, that good things will come from it and that good luck comes from it. And so, yeah, just kind of giving my all in terms of, you know, effort, energy, uh, creativity, and, you know, seeing where it goes is what I'm most excited for. Dope, man. No, I appreciate that, man. Um, I've appreciated the conversation. I, I'm loving kind of your approach to the game on and off the field and, and experience so far and where you're at. We've got, let's say, we got the last uh, four or five minutes here of the, the episode. Uh, oh, so, Okay. Andrew said, uh, got to get a kid, super collab. He's a former soccer player, too. Okay, there you go. And just build the connections. In this uh, Keith, Keith, Keith is the king of collabs. Yeah. Sage, Sage of DBC said, if it's one in a million, that's that one's mine. I said, okay, uh, Sage, if it's one in a trillion, like my odds, that one's mine. <laughs> 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 I like that. We build up. Right? <laughs> Um, all right. So in the last, I guess, couple of minutes here, um, do you have any questions? Is there anything that was there anything that stood out to you for why you kind of maybe wanted to uh, join the join the podcast or uh, what you want to promote or shout out or you're looking for a connection or network opportunity? Like literally, platforms yours. Like, uh, whatever you want. I mean, for sure. First off, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks for everyone that came out and joined <laughs> and hopped on and commented for sure. Um, yeah, I got much love for the gang and all my boys, all my friends. Um, Chipotle or fish and chips, gotta be Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, shout out Serendipity. Um, if you're tuned in, make sure you go have some gear. I got some on I got some on me, you know, shout out Serendipity for sure. Um, yeah, shout out Hartford, shout out my Hartford boys. Uh, we got to get tomorrow, actually, and so we'll get on to that. We'll get to sleep soon. Um, yeah, again, thanks for having me. I've been a big fan of the podcast interview in general, and so, you know, it's been a pleasure to be on. Awesome, man. No, I, I appreciate that, and we'll definitely get links and stuff from uh, from you, so when we're re-sharing the replay and chopping up the clip and stuff, uh, we can we can make sure we're putting uh, serendipity in that as well as your. Um, thanks sure. for everybody who joined in on the live and submitted questions uh, and definitely made the comment section go litty there for a bit. <laughs> that, was, that was nice, man. It's it's cool to see you've got a lot of uh, great supporters and people who are are wanting to see you excel. That doesn't happen without you know having the right intention, doing the work uh, off the field, man. So. Uh, uh, Paul had asked, "Did you guys verse each other yet?" No, not yet. But yeah, maybe we'll, maybe I'll see you in the the final. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No, I appreciate you 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 joining in. And what we will do is we'll have to table uh, the next episode, future episode, whenever we cross paths, and maybe we'll we'll have a we'll get an answer to the uh, <laughs> to the question. Uh, yeah. What is something that most people believe is true that you don't believe is it isn't? So that'll be a great uh, that'll be a great reason for us to at least have a conversation, checking in the future, see where we're at, see where you're at with serendipity, see where you're at in your career, and uh, definitely rooting for you, man. That's the fan here. 
uh, hoping the best in your career, man. No doubt. Thank you. Sage and DBZ, I'll DM you. That's a good okay. question. I'll definitely DM. Okay, dope. Perfect. All right, brother. Hey, thanks again. And uh, we'll be connecting here again soon in the future, man. No doubt. Thanks again for having me. Yep. Uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Um, as always, you'll see the replay uh, posted on the platforms and channels, and we'll sign, we'll uh, get all of the clips and stuff put together so that uh, you guys can re listen and uh, take notes because a lot of dope, uh, insightful stuff came came that way. So again, uh, make sure you guys are following Sebastian uh, and you're following Serendipity. And uh, as always, you guys know what it is. I'm in your head. See everybody next week. Same time, same place. 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST on the Perfect Soccer Instagram account. Uh, thanks again, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Later. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and see you guys in the next episode.